This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Blog Talk Radio. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Welcome to Winging It Motown Radio. We're live. It's Thursday night. Figured out how to do this intro music. Uh, Tyler's missing. We don't know where he went. But JJ and Graham are here. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm well. Good. Great. I think Tyler's on the line now. I think JJ's answering the phone. But Graham, how have you been the last two weeks? Um, not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm excited football's back. I'll be more excited yeah. when hockey's back, but it's something. Uh, your, your Chargers had a, uh, a nice game on Monday night. That, uh, yeah. God, you know, it was it was 28-7, to 7 and I was watching the game by myself because it started late, and I, I actually said out loud, they still could lose, and, uh, yeah. It, I being a Charger fan, I imagine is probably being like a Lions fan in that you just have zero faith in them winning. Like, you just know that at some point something is going to go horribly wrong and they're going to lose. Well, I, the worst part is that knowing that the Chargers Super Bowl, their window of contending, which was only ever open just the tiniest little crack, has been um, concreted, bricked up. It's gone. It's over. I just you know. <laughs> Fifteen more years of mediocrity. Not even, not even being bad, because then you can get high draft picks and and rebuild. It's just like six and ten forever. Rebuild. What is this rebuild you speak of? <clears throat> the Lions joke because they've sucked forever. But Tyler, welcome to the show. How's it going, buddy? Good. Thanks for uh, showing up on time. Hey, what I do? How uh, how are you doing? How have you been the last two weeks? I'm doing well. I mean, some really uh, really great Meyer brand shells and cheese right now. Mm. And JJ, how are you? Um, the best day ever. Really, it's the greatest day ever. It's always the greatest day ever. Well, it was. I I got to actually say David Lee Roth IRA at work today, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> it's probably before the retirement account. It's a kind of retirement account that's uh, available in Panama. Gotcha. <laughs> I, nothing. Come on. No, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. You guys are dicks. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was funny. It's because you guys are old. But uh, speaking of old, Danny Cleary's back with the Red Wings. And that's uh, 
something, huh? It's not what I expected to be talking about at the start of the day. No, but here we are. And Danny Cleary is back with the wings. One year, 1.75 mil. And uh, I can't... I don't think too many people are uh, thrilled about this development. I uh what what's your I, thought? I was I, I was shocked um when I got the alert on my phone and it said uh, you know Dan Cleary agrees to terms with Red Wings and I went what does that does they spelled flyers wrong stupid game center you guys are dumb. <laughs> and his, fare, uh, his farewell terms they came to yeah, okay. I and it just and so I, I, you know, I hopped on Twitter. I hadn't been on all day, and uh, saw that he had resigned. And I thought, this is this is so surreal. And then, of course, I immediately went to Cap Geek and thought, I don't know how any of this is going to work without without anger. There's going to be <laughs> anger because somebody, I mean, somebody obviously has to get moved or not be on the team. So it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter at this point. Whoever gets moved, somebody is going to say it should have been Dan Cleary not there. Even if it's Tutu, that's going to happen. Somebody will say it. Jordan Tutu. Oh, yeah. There'll be lots of people saying that. I don't know. I've had all day to kind of make peace with it. I got to, uh, I was telling my wife today about, you know, my day. Because we talked over dinner. And, uh, you know, I was like, I said Dan Cleary is back and. She's like, oh, my God, really? And I started telling her the story. And then as I got to, like, the it's a one-year deal for 1.75 instead of three years at 8.25, she's like, like, she didn't say it, but her, her face changed to what the fuck are you worried about? And that was kind of a good point. Because, really, it's a, it's a low deal. I mean, it does mean that another guy has to go, but it doesn't mean that another good player has to go. I mean, it might mean that. It might mean that Thomas Tatar is gone, but... Was Tatar on the on the block when we needed to get rid of two people? No, I think it was pretty well set that Tutu and, and Eves and maybe Emerton were, were going to be that. So if you had a third person in there, I still don't think that, that Tatar necessarily has to go. And I think that it's going to be somebody who's probably not as good as Dan Cleary is because Dan Cleary is not a garbage player. He's He's actually pretty good. Well, I mean, Tatar, if you're looking at it from a money perspective, because that is going to come into play, they have to get under the cap. So trading Tatar on his own does nothing in terms of the cap space because he only makes 840000 And they are over $2 million over the cap. Uh, 2.4 is what they have to clear, yeah. Two, yeah, 2.4. So if you take – I mean, you could look, you could take 2-2 and Tatar. Eats. Or what does Eves make again? One point two. Two. You can't take Tatar and Eves as as a package. So oh, I was saying two two and Eves, but you could take two two and Eves, and then Tatar makes the team, and you know you could be you could do that. But uh, Tatar on his own is not going to be traded away in order to make room for Cleary. I don't know. You know, I, I, I understand the frustration. My biggest thing would be more symbolic than than the whole "we're going to lose Thomas Tatar, the player." It would be the uh, symbolism of 
bringing in a 34-year-old guy with no knees over a young player who showed a lot of promise last year to play a depth role. You know, I'm at the point where I'm ready for the younger players to come in and let's see what they can do because you still have talent on the top lines. And those younger guys can bring something to the third and fourth lines that Cleary might not be able to in terms of some some energy and some um, offensive flair. Uh, I get that Cleary's a hard worker and that he's he's versatile and everything, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's a depth player. So I don't know. I'd pr- I'd prefer to see a, a, a I'd prefer to see Tatar in there just to to grow them and see what they have. You say Cleary's a depth player, but you you know he's going to be playing right alongside Pav and Z, right? Yeah, he's going to bump applicator. Who is it? I was joking. I was joking about that with uh, JJ and Jen McRosty. and then of course, then St. James has the tweet. You know, Babcock wants him next to Pav and Hank. It's just disappointing. Is that Cleary? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. See, that actually doesn't bother me. Like, you, if it's Cleary or Abdicator, I kind of don't care there. Well, I mean, it's I think either way that they have that third guy. Well, I think that Cleary is better than that front, but I think that Abdicator is a little bit better space-making. Like, yeah, I mean, well, he's he's more physically aggressive than Cleary is. I think Cleary is better on the boards. I think Cleary is a a smarter player than Abdicator. Uh, Cleary is better in front of the net, but I think Abdicator kind of brings a a higher energy kind of game. Like his his, his stupidity is almost a good thing on on a line with Z and Pavs. So. I think I, I do prefer Advocator to Clary up there, but okay. So you know, Clary takes Advocator's spot. Are you? Would you rather have Advocator on that fourth line center than Emerton then? Oh fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put Advocator the. I mean, Advocator the third line center and let Anderson play the fourth line center. I'm pretty much essentially done with with Emerton as far as everything goes. I just don't think that he brings enough value just for being cheap. I think he's a possession black hole. Bad things happen when he's on the ice and I just sooner I would sooner not play with a fourth line center than have so Zimmer you, So so even if Helm, you know, broken forever, you'd rather have Miller playing in that fourth line center spot than an actual natural center in Emerson. Uh to a point I do think that I'd like to have a higher center like uh Dr. Zetterberg, Weiss or even Anderson taking face-offs for that line and then immediately changing. Mm-hmm. Because Emerton got a shitload of offensive zone face-offs, and I think that Babcock can kind of take advantage of some more situations if he throws Datsuk out there for five face-offs on the fourth line. He's going to spend an extra 20 seconds playing, but it's going to create scoring chances that way. And then he can just get right off and let Miller take over. That's what he's I've done. He's done a serviceable enough job with it to where you don't think that's a, a crazy thing at only like you know what eight nine minutes of even strength the hockey a game so I think Miller, that's I mean, the most is just not knowing what they're what they're going to do I mean we have to we know we're going to have to wait another two weeks before they make any of these moves so we don't have anything to do other than sit around and jerk off thinking about what awful things that they're going to do and 
think about the worst possible scenarios about how Gustav Nyquist and Danny DeKaiser are both going to Grand Rapids because that makes sense. Yeah, Although it, it, DeKaiser to Grand Rapids does not make sense. That's stupid. It, it's going to be 2-2 and Eves. Because that clears, what, more than 2.4 and then gives him a little wiggle room under the cap. That's three. That's 3.1 right there. Yeah, so it gives him about that's 500. That's assuming they get... That's assuming that they actually get moved. If they don't, if they go unclaimed, it's not enough. No, I think they trade them. Right, but if you can't find a trading partner, because as roster moves kind of heat up, it's, I mean, there's only so much space, and all sorts of teams are looking for Brit, and a lot of the teams out there have already have too many forwards anyway. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement room for forwards. Although I do think that two two gets traded. I think that they're going to find somebody that'll take it. Somebody was talking about Edmonton earlier. Because Dallas Eakins is looking for assholes to play for the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah? I mean, they're I'll not going to do it, but I just don't hate the Oilers. And they're not no, going to trade Samuelson. Because those guys have no trade clauses. So... Your options are very limited. But yeah, the no of, trade clause on a 35 contract you uh, can't you bury. That's my segue. I know. <laughs> Preseason. <laughs> anyway, continue, JJ. No, that was it. 35 over contracts and no trade clauses. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Speaking of Jeff's segues. Wow, I mean... <laughs> But we could talk about who's in the who's in whose way there, because I mean we do keep talking about how we may lose Tatar because of Cleary, but does that make sense based on Badcock's system? I mean, they don't play the same role, and whether or not we like it, it's going to be Ablocator or Tatar or Samuelson or Bertuzzi or a grinder type that's playing with those with those guys. It's not going to be Nyquist, no matter how much we want to see that. So, I mean, if you look at it, you've got the playmaker, center kind of guys, your Dotsuk, Weiss, Helm, Anderson, and Emerton. And, I mean, you can get rid of Emerton. I don't care about that. And then you've got the piano movers, which if you want to call Franz on a piano mover, you kind of have to because that's that's kind of the role he's, he's supposed to play on that second line. you got Franz on Ablocator, Cleary, Miller, Bertuzzi, Samuelson, Tutu. Where does Cleary rank on that in that list? He's definitely third best, and he's probably second best among those guys. He's not better than Franzen, but he's probably at least as good as Advocator, and he's better than Miller, Samuelson, Tutu, and probably Bertuzzi at this point. You've really talked yourself into Danny Cleary. Well, I mean, talk me out of him, because you've got... No, I'm not saying we shouldn't... I don't know. I don't... I mean, I'm not thrilled that he's back. Uh, it's, but... it's really easy to be ma- really mad at, at one guy and about one guy, but I think that there's been a, the the overreactions today have kind of well, taken me over I, the edge. I think I think the biggest issue it, it hasn't been so much anti Danny Cleary; it's anti losing Thomas Tatar. Like people don't mind having Cleary on the team; they just don't want Cleary on the team if it means you're losing a young guy like Tatar. That's where I think so much of the hate's coming from. Well, I think it all stems from last year, last summer when they signed Samuelson and 
got Bertuzzi, you know, re-signed Bertuzzi, assigned Tutu. I mean, if you want to look at why they're in the in the crunch that they're in, it's the contracts from last year, not this year. This year, Holland's done a pretty good job. Lock and Cleary down for one year at less than two million a season for a guy who was their second, what is he, second leading scorer in the playoffs? I mean, that right there, that's a good deal. But the problem is you've got Samuelson, Bertuzzi, Tutu, um, these guys that have been signed to deals that for this year that they, they they're not going to get rid of them. They're not going to get rid of Todd Bertuzzi. They're not going to get rid of Samuelson. All you can do is, if you don't want one of those guys to play, pray that they get hurt. And then they're off. Their salary comes off, so you get cap relief if they go on long-term injured reserve. And, you know, there you go. I think they're also, um, I think somebody pointed it out on Twitter as well, but they're also, uh, there's always the issue of Helm. If he starts on injured reserve, I mean, Helm may... And he's going to, yeah. Yeah, he two point one million. So, two point one million there. He goes on injured reserve, and Thomas Tatar. There's your two point four. Well, but at some point, home. I mean, knock on wood. At right, some but point, at, but what back. that does is that gets you compliant for the start of the season and gives you time to work trades. That's what that does. So, I mean, you know, helming on on injured reserve wouldn't be a long-term solution. It's not going to solve your cap space issues for the entire season. But for the start of the season, when you have to be compliant, you can get around that. You either, I mean, Tatar's already said, or at least he's reported to have said, he won't report to Grand Rapids. So if he leaves, you know, you you get his cap, and you hate to say it, but there's always the chance that Nyquist could get sent down as well and you get his uh, I don't know if that changes does that change because didn't they say AHL still counts against the cap I believe Petrella said today he is waiver exempt so Nyquist will be waiver eligible in two more games you can only bury $925,000 worth of salary in the minors on anybody and if they're 35 or over you can only bury $100,000 worth of salary in the minors no matter who they are but they bury him nine fifty, so it's pretty much his whole salary at that point. Yeah. You know, you're only you're only losing twenty five thousand, which I mean that's that's not a huge deal. So I mean there are there are things that are going to happen that are going to affect the cap space. I think they'll trade if they can, but that helm on IR thing is is probably the backup plan in Holland's mind that he's kinda keeping in his pocket just in case he needs it. Well, yeah, that's that's strong that, some someone else is going to get hurt eventually. I mean, with this team, it seems like every year someone gets hurt somehow. I mean, yeah, I can't say, bank on I'm that, not, but it's going to happen. I'm not comfortable with Helm going, playing with the – well, Helm's an IR, so we've got enough space because as soon as Helm is, is listed as healthy, you can't just fake him on IR, but – I mean, looking realistically, by the time Helm gets healthy, somebody's going to get somebody's going to be hurt, and he's probably going to be somebody who makes enough money to clear up that cap space too. It's going to be Bertuzzi or Samuelson by that point, and you can just float it, <laughs> float it essentially forever. I mean, Jeff and I were talking about this the other day, and he actually made me look it up because I wasn't entirely sure. Um, but yes, if a if a player dies, his cap hit comes off, even if he's over thirty-five. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that conversation was about. <laughs> Can't possibly imagine. <laughs> it was about Quincy. I'm just, I'm just saying. 
Just, so, yeah, just I mean, hypothetical. At some point, Samuelson is going to come down with a mysterious pipe-shaped bruise on his knee. You just know it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be sitting in the press box anyway. See, that would be my hope, is you get a guy like Samuelson and you say, hey, you are, I mean, we've got 17 forwards on this team, and you're number 13. So even if Helm gets hurt, we're not putting you in Helm's spot. We need somebody who's actually good. So we're going to sit you forever. And then just, but you know what? We were talking to, we were talking to Florida, and they like, you know, overpaid forwards who don't do anything. So, you know, what do you say? Miami's nice. And then you'd get him to waive his no trade, and he's gone. He can be reunited with Thomas Kopetsky. There you go. Dream team. What do you I don't know. All yeah. There's anybody to just go along with. And... Sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. We haven't heard from you it's... I, if there's anybody to just go along with and uh, keep their mouth shut about a convoluted, crazy plan like that, I don't know if Samuelson's your guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without saying a little bit of something. I really hadn't thought about it from the the LTIR perspective until uh, until you brought that up. I can't help but think that Holland, Holland probably has this at the forefront of his mind, and he's not too worried about it as as we are. Guys will get injured. We always we always really pass that off, and then it always happens in clumps anyway. And I, you know, I've, all summer long I haven't been anywhere near optimistic about uh, Darren Helms' health. I just I don't see him playing at least this this calendar year. It might not end up being so bad. But it is it hailing there now? Is, no, is someone but- doing laundry? It's the rain hitting the air conditioner in my window. Well, turn the rain uh, off. Aren't you I, on the phone? I, Move away. I'm, I'm just going to put my, my computer on mute. So, JJ, have fun hosting. Oh, finally, this show is going to be good. <laughs> it's been great every time I've hosted. Who's <laughs> got a good Christopher Walken impression? I, um... This is completely unrelated to hockey of any kind, but my uh, my cousin works as a dental hygienist, and she said she saw this office that she was working at, and there's a sign that says "Walk-ins Welcome," and it's a picture of Christopher Walken. <laughs> Only him. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's it. No, what? No, plural. If there were more than him, then he could go in. I don't oh, know. that would be weird. Fucking he could bring his family. Yeah. That's dumb. So, wait, so does Christopher Walken have uh, kids? Yeah. She can take walk-in appointments at at her dentist's office, or is it just a silly sign? I think you can actually have walk-in appointments at the office. Maybe they're new. Like, I canceled an appointment three weeks ago, and I was trying to reschedule it, and I thought there was a legitimate chance I would just never have my teeth cleaned again (laughs) by the way they were talking about it. Yeah, they make it a really big deal. I uh, I have waited. I've been going to the same dentist for about six, seven years now, and I think one time have I seen another person there just to have their teeth cleaned. 
That's I really think that I really think that there's nobody there, and yet there's a big sign that says if you don't give 24 hours notice, they're going to charge you $100 for canceling. <laughs> I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, that's awful. This is what we talk about on September September 12th, dental appointments. It's pretty bad. Let's let's be able to talking about the Red Wings. Ow. We can at least agree that a a $1.75 million contract is actually pretty fair for Dan Cleary. Oh, I I was... Yeah, especially this day and age, and it's it's hard not to be okay with it when you juxtapose it with the number that was coming out of Philadelphia. Oh, three years... What was it? Three years, 2.7-something with a no trade? 2.75, yeah. And that was... Man. I mean, okay... I I can dig one year one point seven five you know if if Holland had signed clear for that I I'd, I'd throw my computer through a TV <laughs> and then throw my TV like drive my TV to the Joe <laughs> and throw it on the steps of the Joe and say this is what you made me do. How long till we can trade Cleary? Uh, immediately. I don't think you got a no trade clause. That's an I trade. Him. Probably I a dick move. Yeah, but don't you have to wait like 30 days or 90 days right immediately after signing a guy? I just asked that, and Jay said, now. Really? No, remember Setaguchi? No. No, for Setaguchi. Yeah, he (laughs) got that extension, and then they traded him for, uh, what the fuck's his name? Brent Burns, with the first-round pick. Yeah. The next day. Yeah, there might be like maybe a 24-hour turnaround because he can't they don't really have such a thing as a sign and sign and trade deal in hockey at least that I've seen but I mean you I mean, can't technically you have to wait for the contract to be registered with the league which can take 24 hours <laughs> so yeah they sign tomorrow he could he could be a flyer, uh, a flyer there we go trade him for a conditional 7th round pick if we can get that time again that they're all Super happy about. I talked to a Canucks fan today who thought that Dale Weiss is better than Dan Cleary, and I, I thought I that just, is. If that if that specific Canucks fan is listening, that's fucking dumb. I just want <laughs> everybody to know that's retarded. Huh? Dale Weiss. Speaking of Dale Weiss. His last name is spelled a lot like Weiss. Shut up. Steven. <laughs> and that's one name we didn't mention on the, the, the radio podcast chat thing, whatever we call it now, last time we were here. We went a whole 90 minutes without talking about him. That's pretty bad. Oh. If, I was I the radio? This, if I was paying to listen to this and, you know, we kind of overlooked a fairly significant signing like that, I'd ask for my $3 back. But it's free, haha, ha, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Your non-money is ours. He's... Uh, I, he seems like a quiet guy. He's got a tooth missing, it looks like, or he's just got a gap in his teeth every time he's doing an interview. Uh, I mean, just... What, what do we expect? I mean, he's kind of gone a little under the radar because everyone's been talking about Alfredson. Let's 
see. He's the second line center, and he's replacing Philpola. So 70 points, 30 goals, and anything less is an abject failure. Sounds about right. Yep. Sucks for him. I don't know. He's 70 points. The whole thing where you got, you know, the the nickname Weisserman. Um <laughs> I mean he's he's fairly boring in interviews. He's got that going for him. I like almost, he's intentionally boring in interviews. I remember when he when he first got drafted, I you know I remember the everybody used to say that they thought he was uh, in that Steve Eiserman mold, and that's how he got the nickname, and he played the game the way Eiserman did. You know, in the second half of Eiserman's career, when he was the defensive responsible center, but he was also still capable of putting up points. That's what they kept saying about Weiss was that this is, you know, what he was. But the problem was he was on shit Florida teams, and he had he never had anything to work with. And I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's I think he's going to have a productive season. Um, I think that he's not going to draw the tough assignments because that's going to be Dustin Zetterberg, and he's going to have decent line mates. And he's if he stays healthy and has recovered from the wrist injury, then I mean, I mean, if we're putting numbers out there, I'd say 50 points should be 40 to 50 would probably be a good benchmark for where he's playing. I mean, he's probably going to play some power play time. Oh, I think he should be well above that. I'm trying to set expectations at a modest level. No, you're setting too I'd, low. I'd be, I'd be disappointed with 40. I would be very disappointed I, with 40. So would we set? So okay. So how about over under at 54 points? Over. I, I think he should hit 54. 50. Might just do it, but he's got. He's going to have some pretty good teammates. Pretty I good mean, line mates all year. I, I just with him. I'm, are we going to get a guy like Ray Whitney? Who Ray Whitney, and I'm not comparing him as the type of player, but Ray, Ray Whitney put up points on crappy teams like Columbus. And then when he came to Detroit, you, you thought, oh, he's got better players around him. He's going to put up more points. But no, he had better players around him, so he didn't have to do as much. He didn't put up as much points. Is that going to be the case with Stephen Weiss? Or is he going to excel because he has better talent around him? I don't know either way. He's – I can't admit – he can't have cracked. You think he's gonna have over? I think he's cracked 60 points. I just looked it up twice in his career. You know, I don't think it's automatic that he's just because he's here and he. You can tell he really wants to be here, which is cool and everything. But you never. I don't know coming off an injury. Or, you know, I'm not gonna say that if he doesn't hit, you know, 55 points, 60 points, that it's automatically a bad year. He could. Still do forty-five, fifty, and depending on what else he does, still can look like a pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back sixty-point seasons, and then a fifty-seven, forty-nine. I think a, a good over/under would be fifty-four. What I'm not going to get used to is that Stephen Weiss uh, looks like Jerry D. He's a Canadian com- comedian who. Uh, He's on Last Comic Standing, and the only bit that I remember him ever doing was talking about little kids reading and how bad they are at that, like reading out loud. <laughs> He's got a bit. It's like a, the Bayard like a de, de Hone. You should look that up on YouTube if you've got a chance. It's, uh, it's, it's hilarious. 
And so yeah, every time I see Stephen Weiss, I'm gonna be reminded of that guy. Who's what's his name again? Gary D. Oh, because that sounds like a Brian Regan uh, thing. I don't know if that he's an Maybe. American comedian who does this a bit like that. So it's because so he's, he's American. He's funnier, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at uh, Time on Ice, and in in 2011-12, when he had 57 points and they made the playoffs, Weiss played most of his time. His two top line mates uh, for forwards were Fleischman and Kopetsky. So Former Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he also had and Campbell uh, from a defense standpoint, but Brian Campbell played like 230 minutes more than anybody else five on five that year. So, I mean, you know, Fleischman's Fleischman's pretty good, but Kapeski, he's not. He is not good at all. Let's see, what was his career year? Oh eight, oh nine. Let me check that year. This site. <clears throat> I don't know if if he plays with uh, Smith and Quincy. I mean, that's that's an upgrade over Campbell. Yeah, I mean in oh eight oh nine Campbell. In oh eight oh nine, when he had his Vincent. his top season offensively, he was playing with Michael Froelich and David Booth. So, I mean, he's going to be playing with better players. Did, did anyone just hear that laughing in the background? Yeah, it's my in-laws. It was actually a well-timed laugh because you, you, you mentioned Booth and Pro League and then the laugh track went. That... <laughs> right, it's probably better than last time when, when all we got was the kid screaming track. When Tyler put told me to put my baby in a cage. I Did I say that? Yeah. But see, that, that, sounds, that, like Jeff, that sounds like something Jeff would say. I don't think I said that. But a cage isn't a smart thing, because if the baby's making noise, you can still hear it through a cage. <laughs> <laughs> this has been parenting with Jeff. It's like put, it, put it in a trunk, or <laughs> I don't know what else. Just put a sheet over the cage, like with a dog, and it'll stop. It'll think it's night and go to sleep. That's how babies operate. Yeah, you just cover her eyes, and she's think she's in limbo. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe maybe 60 is a little much for Weiss, but he he should be around 60, between 55 and 60 I'd be fine with. Less than 54 like JJ said, cut him, bring Phil Pillow back. <laughs> so yeah, should have spent the extra 100,000 on Phil Pillow. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, how pissed are we all going to be if Philpola gets like seventy points playing in Tampa, and Weiss has, you know, forty? Well, I mean, he's a first line center down there. He wouldn't be that here, so I wouldn't, you know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> he had seventy points down there. It'll be easier for him now that he's moved to the Eastern Conference. He should, he should have an easier time of it. Yeah, it's less, less travel. Yeah. Yeah, as far as pressure goes, though, it's going to be on the flip. Because Weiss came here and he says, I'm not here to replace Valtteri Filippo. And we're like, oh, that's nice. Or Filippo goes to Tampa Bay and he's like, I'm not here to replace Vinny LeCavalier. And they're like, no, of course you're fucking not. 
It was like the people who said that uh, uh, Ian White wasn't here to replace Brian Rafalski. It was like, um, he kind of is. I mean, <laughs> nobody's going to come right out and say it, but yeah, that's kind of why you were brought here is to replace Brian Rafalski. Yeah, we can at least set some expectations based on that because those are the minutes you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. And then Nod, and now he's on a he's on a tryout with with Winnipeg, right? I uh, thought so. I don't know. I don't keep track. Man, I don't know how the free agent, how the whole market has has worked. Dan Cleary has a contract, and Damian Brunner doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Tom Gilbert is going to play in Europe, and Ian White's on a tryout, and Petrangelo is holding out, and Ron Hainsey didn't get a deal until today. I just I don't get it. The Bruner I, thing is the Bruner thing has been really surprising to me. That's that's been one of the bigger surprises this summer. You, you you have to wonder what the contract demands are from his camp because I mean I, I'm sure he's had interest. I mean he after the initial flurry was over, he was I mean he was pretty much clearly one of the better free agents, if not the best forward free agent that was left out there. And I mean you know Grabowski was still out there. But there were all the the speculation with Grabowski about work ethic and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I fuck, I would have taken Grabowski for on a one year deal in a heartbeat just to see what he could do. But with Brunner, I mean, like, look at Philly. They signed Dan Cleary, or they were going to sign Dan Cleary to this three year stupid deal with a no trade, and it's like Damian Brunner is out here, and he can probably fit what Philly needs a lot better and I at this point you could probably get him for around that price but yeah I don't know I don't know I think he ends up in Boston eventually once they don't have anybody for the third line yeah they're going to be like oh shit Carl Soderbergh sucks Jared Knight and Ryan Spooner are too small and they don't fight uh, well, not that Bruner fights, but I don't know. I thought Bruner might be a good fit for Calgary, and then Brian Burke went there, and that's not going to happen now. Yeah, how about Hoodler and Burke? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work out. <laughs> when are we going to trade for Hoodler? Uh, we're going to trade Tatar for him. They're basically the same player. Getting the band back together. This is where we would cut off the dead silence in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we or, Jeff would, or Jeff would make some really stupid remark, and we would cut that out instead. But we don't have to edit anymore. So let's just move to topic number six on the whole rundown thing. Well, it's um, the middle of September. There's nothing to talk about. Hey, Abdulkader scored a bunch of goals in the red and white game, or in the scrimmage today. And my first thought was, "Fuck, our defense sucks." <laughs> <laughs> what? So, uh, I don't know. What else are we gonna talk which, about? Which which group of players did they play? Which goal are they up against? I don't know. It's probably so Vecchio versus Howe, right? Quincy for the whole time. Held back. I'll come out to look this up. Uh, let's see. Pretty sure it's Delvecchio versus House, so that would yeah, mean I just, that means nothing to me because I don't have the lines memorized. I don't. Yeah, have but the, it means 
Howard is the goalie for Team Howe. That makes sense because part of his name is Howe. Howard Toro. Jeff, can I ask you something? Yes, absolutely. Is it literally raining cats and dogs? Like literal <laughs> animals falling from no. the sky? It's uh, just raining water. Yeah. Some heavy-ass uh, water, man. I'm not even near the window either. It's like on the other side of the apartment. So. How small is your apartment? <laughs> not very big. <laughs> you laugh, uh, but it's actually really small. And it, and it probably costs way have. more than you guys pay your mortgages. Probably. You're the one choosing to live there, you weirdo. No. It chose me. <laughs> you know, we could talk about this fish that Pavel Dasuk just caught. Holy mackerel. Oh. Uh, 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 oh, let me open this. <laughs> Dude, oh, my pretty God. Big fish, it is a big fish. What is that? Pike. I don't know. I'm not a fish. It's a diamond. Is your go-to? I think it's a pike. I don't know. Maybe a bass. I don't think it was a bass. I don't think it's a pike. It looks, it looks pretty bad to be a pike. <laughs> Wait, what What did I humble brag? I don't even remember. Josh, Josh in the chat says that's the most depressing humble brag ever. I, I don't know what I did, though. Your small apartment? I don't oh, know. Oh, my small apartment? Oh, it's a brook trout. A... Thank you, Lauren Gracer. I hope I said <laughs> oh. Lauren. Lauren? Is it like Lauren Michaels? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Oh, my apartment. My apartment is tiny, but it's expensive. Yes, but it has exposed brick. Ooh, that's fancy. I've got a fireplace in my house. I have a fireplace too. in my apartment. I'm not allowed to use it. It doesn't work, but it's there. Good story. Yeah, but number <laughs> six on the rundown. <laughs> uh, I listed a bunch of names. A bunch of young guys in Alfredson. But uh, who are we uh, paying attention to most during camp? I mean, someone that you just want to see how they do, whether it's one of the kids in Grand Rapids, someone coming over from Europe, or the new old guy. Like just, just who are you... I already just who who are you paying attention to? Answer the damn question. Well, out of the five names, out of the five names you gave between no, Rorosh and Yurko, Yarncrocker, Alfredson, it doesn't have to uh, be one of those five. Those were just examples because I would. No, I'm incapable of thinking of any other names now that you put those five names in. I mean, in my head. there's other people too. I'm aware of that. I like like Olette and Sproul and. Other guys, like Manta, are they even going to be there? Probably, I think. I'm really just paying attention to the guys that I know are going to be on the team because that's that's what matters. And so, by default, it's going to be Alfredson because he's the most interesting story. I, I have to pay attention to a not... Jesus Christ, Jeff. <laughs> right, I'm, mute, the, mute the thing if you're, if you're uh, not talking, at least. I would say uh, I'm curious I'm curious to see how Mantha does just because he you know he talked about making the team we all know it's not going to happen but 
don't know, be curious to see how he does against the the big boys and if he's, you know, if his confidence uh, matches his talent. I thought he was impressive in the second two games in uh, Traverse City. I wasn't really impressed in the very first one, but a lot of people looked kind of shaky there. But, yeah, he he looked like yeah, once he got kind of used to the system, I think that he's going to be ready and, you know, at his own pace. But I I do definitely see that that kind of next fronts and skill to him. I don't know. I, I'm kind of the same as you are, though. It's, I mean, the, the roster is set. It's not like there are there's competition for jobs from the young guys outside of Nyquist and Tatar if he doesn't leave. So, uh, just you know, don't get hurt. Except for Samuelson, you can get hurt. <laughs> Fine. But everybody else, don't get hurt. And I am curious to see if Helm actually plays at all. He's really a leper at this point. Like if he ever plays again, he he won't be the same, and he'll just it'll be awful and, and heartbreaking. Oh, that's sad. Aaron Helm is now is now the reverse Rudy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, the non guy who's going to make the team. I I'm looking forward to seeing how quickly Yarncroft makes the the transition to the North American ice because I think that he's got one of the better chances to be kind of that real core piece going forward. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about the the possibility there. Um, He just seems like he, like he thinks the game a little bit faster than everybody else. Yeah. Unmute Jeff to segues into something else. <laughs> Number seven in your, on your on your rundown was there a seven? I didn't even read the whole thing. <laughs> I never uh, I never read the rundowns. Seven number was seven collars, collars or something. something. Hang on, I'm, I don't read the rundowns because you, I expect you guys Jeff are all a at good it. host. <laughs> 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 well, I'm sorry. Move somewhere where it doesn't rain drumsticks. I, there's nowhere to move. It's one room. It's an apartment. I mean, the bedroom, there's someone sleeping in with the door closed. So, Put a blanket over the air conditioner or something. It's, it, it's not. It's like putting put a, a blanket over your head. In a case. It's not going to do anything. Put a blanket over your head. You'd be like Bastion from The NeverEnding Story. <sighs> You've never seen that movie, have you, Jeff? I have seen that movie. Isn't that where the one... The, the, the guy rides like that giant dog thing. <laughs> He's that a left dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That, so suck it. <laughs> There's never know which references you're gonna get. Keep me on my toes. So should we take calls? We didn't do that last time. No, because we didn't really have any uh things to talk about. Breaks. Tyler, do you want to talk about Olympic jerseys? I don't really want to talk about them, no. I I think we all kind of sufficiently got that out of our system uh, as it happened. No need to rehash that. 
No, the only thing I will say is that if Canada does have a jersey that is black and, and gold or yellow or whatever that thing is, I'm I'm cheering for Sweden. It, it's actually bronze. <laughs> it's supposed to represent the place that you're going to finish. <laughs> what? I didn't even hear that. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's, I mean, whatever. The, the, uh, uh, the Jonathan Tay sad face thing, though, was pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, there were some good uh, photoshops that they had of that. I yeah. like the Back to the Future one. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Jenny said we should talk about Phil Kessel and his awful, shining, shimmering back hair. <laughs> Are we over that picture? Where, where, do, we, where do we start? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not over the picture. It's still haunting <laughs> and seductive. It's like the picture of uh, whenever you see any of those uh, a TV show where they make fun of somebody who signs up for video dating, that looks like <laughs> him at the end of it when he's done and he's trying to give like a sexy smile to like, hey, call me. That's that's what I picture every time I see that picture of his is, you know, him trying to get laid by, by video dating on a VHS tape specifically. <laughs> It's so great because I keep having to occasionally look up Amanda Kessel just to remind myself that she doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> what a genetic miracle that was. That's That's got to be hard to do with his genes all up in her, next to her, however the fuck science works. I don't know. Because it does look like they would be out in public together and they would be talking to non-hockey people and be like, hi, I'm Amanda and this is my brother Phil. And the person is like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> is he okay? Either that or if, Can we talk too loud? Or if they didn't know they were brother and sister, they'd look and go, "Wow, she's settled." Yeah, he must yeah. be rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they do definitely look different enough that they could look like they're dating. This like is a well weird thing. This is a weird thing to say out loud. All of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any callers? I mean, well, I mean, we didn't. We never really gave out the number. I don't know if the number is even on there when people listen. It is. You can call. Josh can call. Number. Jen can call. All of the guests can call. Or Lola, she can call. Just random people. I'm just reading who's in the chat. Who I know. Number is one two three W I I M. Call now. Jen has nominated Lola to call. So I'm going to a Wings game uh, a week from a week from tonight actually. Wow. Would be awesome. Yeah. Did you buy the lower bowl or the upper bowl tickets? I didn't buy any yet because I'm just I don't know. Procrastinating slash hoping oh, prices drop a little. I'm just probably going to buy cheap seats, whatever is the cheapest, because I need to save for the expensive regular season games that happen to be like a week and a half apart, which sucks. Zach McCrosty has two excellent comments from Twitter. Uh, first was a question. If Yarn Croc becomes a superstar, I'll uh, George Foreman, will he come out with the Crockpot? Which I appreciate. 
A plus. A plus. And I would, I would buy one. And then about the the Kessel photo, the Phil photo looks like someone got interrupted masturbating while shitting and has a toe cut <laughs> mousetrap. <laughs> Yeah, that one's that one's getting favorited. That's that's quality work there. <clears throat> I'm actually looking at that now. Finally, the number if you're interested is three four seven eight two six seven eight five three. And when you call, the first voice you'll hear on the other end is JJ's voice. I like you on the rundown. You had for the people that you're paying attention to the most during camp. You have Ferraro's name first, like that. Like he matters. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's he's like, the Emerton of the future. <laughs> <laughs> like Ray is somewhere listening to this, going, "Come on, Landon, you can do it." I really do root for for Landon Ferraro because I want him to do better than Ryan O'Reilly. That it's, yeah, it's Ryan O'Reilly. All about Ryan O'Reilly. And that's only because of Anthrax Jones, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I I think Ferraro will be a solid bottom six contributor in five years. So <laughs> that's like true, every man. other pretty like high. every other uh, player that's on in Grand Rapids right now. Well, I mean, what? Clear, well, Clear's contract expires, but he'll get a four-year extension next year. But Bird will be gone. <laughs> Samuelson will be gone. And, I mean, Tatar's going to be gone. Eves will be gone. Tutu will be gone. Someone's got to be back. bottom six. No, he'll be, like a, he'll be like an assistant coach in Grand Rapids or something. Bertuzzi will be around until Tyler Bertuzzi comes and kills him and takes his spot. <laughs> well, then he wouldn't count, count to the salary cap. This is the way of the Bertuzzi's. <laughs> no one's calling. I'll tell you, that kid is going to piss me off. Because watching him, like, he actually is kind of good at hockey, but he just can't stop being, like, an asshole pest. And it's like, if you would stop doing that, he would he would be really good. But he's like, hey, I'd rather be Cal Clutterbuck. And going to be Andrew be, Shaw. Be yeah. Don't be Andrew Shaw. Not even Andrew, Andrew Shaw. So how about the defense? We uh we posted a couple of uh defensive preview posts. Grams was a day late, but it made it. Hey figure. It was supposed to be on Monday. It was on Monday. No, it went up Tuesday, didn't it? Yeah, it went up Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did go up Tuesday. No, because I was having login issues. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you did. JJ nice was aware of it, so shut up. Seriously, uh, I couldn't log in. It kept trying to log me in. Under, I had an old one when I very first signed up with SB Nation. And, I mean, I think I made three comments under it before I was like, oh, this name's stupid. i got to reinvent myself. So then I dropped it and was, you know, rose from the ashes and had this new name. And that's where that's where I can actually write articles off of and it wasn't letting me log in, so I had to email support. And then they said, log in with your Twitter instead of your Yahoo, and it worked. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Well, that's a great story. But yeah, what, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you guys expecting from the defense this year? Can they can they uh, 
put up the goals against that they did last year, keep the number down? I don't think, well, I mean, the goals against is, that's to me that was a Jimmy Howard stat more than a, a defense stat. Um, but I think, uh, I think we should expect about the same. Maybe, like we've talked about this before, probably a little bit of regression from DeKaiser over 82 games, but he's going to be good. Kindle, I expect, to continue his development. Brendan Smith literally cannot get any worse unless he shits himself <laughs> on the ice. So, uh, and Harrison back. and Cronwall are, are uh, a steady top pair. They're not a, they're not flashy, They're but they're they're just going to kind of do their job, and I think overall they've got a, a good... Unit. So that's my hot take on that. I think we should make Brendan Smith wear number three until he sucks less than Lilia did. Here's the deal. Let's not do that because I already purchased his jersey and it says number that's two. That's even better then. I'm surprised but, you hadn't had a jersey from the moment. For the way he plays. What? I said, isn't the number two fitting for the way he plays? Seriously. Oh, poop. <laughs> oh. Poop oh. Well done. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> that that was clap. Very well. Very nice. nice. Number three would be better because it's odd. Oh. Look at this question. Talk about the next X-Wing you want to see Holland bring back. Lebda, Meech, Jason Williams. You know what? Fold the team. Now, does it have to be one of those three, or can we go off the list? Robert Lang. He's probably still playing somewhere. I'll second Lang, yeah. Let's do that. Robert Lang. That would be... In, in, for for, for X-Wings who never really did anything, him and put him on a line with Kyle Calder. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Robert Lang, he had a, he had a moment, though. Well, the, the Sharks. Yeah, it was a big goal against the Sharks, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's one. I mean that's one. That's that's singular. Not even Don't more care. than one. He had he had that, one at least. That goal got them to the not literally that goal, but that goal got them to the helped them get to the conference finals and gave that young wings team a conference finals taste, and then they won the cup yeah, the next year. Kicking so. the nuts in the next round. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. <laughs> no, I I, I was I would pick Lebda from that list. I mean, this is – we follow this because it's entertaining, right? I mean, would that not be entertaining? We would oh, yeah, we would cry, like, but that would give us plenty to talk about. We could do an entire show just on that. I Can you imagine a Lebda-Erickson pairing at this point in time, knowing what we know about <laughs> Lebda and, you know, all like those criticism that, that Erickson gets? Good God. It would be amazing. That, that where pairing. is he right now? Where is he playing uh, anywhere? Is he in the Arena Football League? What's he doing? He was with the Springfield Falcons in the AHL last year, wasn't he? Columbus's AHL team. Yeah. Which is which right, is like is, less than two hours away from me. I could go hang out. So the current team, according to this, is well. This this is kind of lying. It says one thing says he's playing with Binghamton Senators, and the other says he's playing for Rockford. Oh, I hope he's playing for the the Hawks affiliate. Well, he's from around here, so that would make sense. 
I think my former Red Wing bring back is a tie between uh, Uwe Krupp and Darian Hatcher. You <laughs> I mean, was in jail, all right? Let's do it. Let's bring back Brett Hall. He's too busy working for the Blues now. Okay. <laughs> Mark Hardigan. Whatever, Josh. <laughs> Stacy Roost. What's he doing? Yuri Schlager and uh, getting the name on the cup because Yuri Fisher got himself suspended for a game. That's amazing. My uh, my wife, at the time of that happening, my wife was a Pittsburgh fan. So when Schlager was traded to Detroit, she was happy because she knew that Detroit was making a run. And then when he actually played, she was happy that he was going to get his name on the cup. And I said, he didn't even do anything. Did nothing, literally. Like he just he got in because another guy was dumb for one game, and he got suspended for a finals game. Which, if that had happened in the regular season, would have meant getting in a hand cut off. <laughs> but and and he but he got his name in the cup because all you got to do is play one game in the finals. That's it. Like, Should bring back Jason Foley <laughs> or Todd Gill or Frederick Olison. I like the Wooly Bowley. Even players now. Pretty much. Larry Murphy needs a job. We should bring back... We could bring back uh, Osgood and have a backup. We could bring back Thomas Sandstrom, Thomas Holmstrom, and uh, Thomas Kapetsky and just make an all-Thomas line. The Tom-Toms. That sucks because even Tatar wouldn't be able to crack that one. <laughs> well, yeah, because you could you could technically bring back Fleischman, and you could even have him. So Tatar would be fifth. Oh, poor, poor guy. <laughs> bring back Sergey Fedorov, and then retire his number, because they should do that. Do you think Albertson will wear instead of wearing twenty four? Will just be like, nah, give everyone the bird and wear ninety one. He should. I'm I'm dead serious. Clark, uh, Detroit Hockey 96 mentioned that today. He absolutely should. Did, did he say that he's going to give up 11 to Cleary? Is that yeah? Yeah, he's going to take 24. So, and then Bruner's going to come back as the joke went, and then he's <laughs> going to have to give up 24. <laughs> and then, and then who, he should, so, was like he, he should wear he should five. Take number five. Yeah. So then Lidstrom will come back. He won't even he won't even give up twenty four. He'll just put hockey tape on the back to turn it into another number. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to seeing happening and, and please somebody tell me or like write in or even better send a picture. If you or already call. bought Yeah, if you already bought a, a Daniel Alfredson number eleven jersey, I wanna know. Oh that I would be awesome. <laughs> I will give you a T shirt. I gotta I gotta imagine though the wings would give a refund, wouldn't they? I let you exchange the jersey. Depends on where you bought it. That's true. I mean, if you bought it from Hockey yeah. or something, NHL.com, maybe I don't know. I tell you what, possibly, but I mean, there's I I don't know. I mean, you I, you can't they can't give a refund for every guy that switches a number. Yeah, they but only do that. I think this is a special circumstance. They only do jersey refunds when a guy commits a murder. Like Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, and then you get yeah. or so. Or hopefully, hopefully for your sake, if you if you're a poor soul who bought an Alfredson jersey, hopefully he kills a guy, and then you can you know 
get your money back on a, on a regular jersey. Well, he murdered the hopes and dreams of every Senators fan, so that probably counts. Yeah, but didn't you hear they got Bobby Ryan, and they're going to be better than the Wings? Even better, I'm yeah. hoping that somebody took their Dan Cleary 11 jersey and went and had it like re-stitched <laughs> to be an Alfredson jersey and now has to undo that. <laughs> I doubt there's a single person that owned a Daniel Cleary jersey that was that mad. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever met a single person who owns a Dan Cleary jersey. I just bought a Cronwell jersey. Do what? I just bought a Cronwell jersey. Yeah, Cronwell isn't Dan Cleary. I know. I just wanted to say that. They're, they're significantly <laughs> different people. I know. One can actually play hockey with Walt Disney. <laughs> but they're not on the ice, ever. Floats six inches above the ice everywhere. So, uh, if we're not going to get any calls. Nobody wants to talk to us. Are you kidding me? Should we uh, wrap this thing up? Say goodbye? Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, final hockey related thoughts? Huh. No. You've never had that before. I just I was caught off guard. Really surprised that you guys have nothing to say here. Yeah, hold on. Primus is, in, Primus is in the chat saying he has a Clary jersey from like three or four years ago. Primus, I want you to call in because you've been like really angry about this all day. And uh, <laughs> I just would not have figured for you to own a Clary jersey. And I, I kind of want an explanation. Or just mention in the chat and I'll speak for you. It'll be like a, like a seance. Or you could just call Channel in. The, yeah, you could call in. Three four seven eight two six seven eight five three, or you can put your number in the chat, and we can call you. Oh shit, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, don't put your this number is... in the chat. That's just asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just figuring dumb enough to do it, but we got Joe Cooper and and Wova and everybody. They're all gonna call you if you do that. We should yeah. call Ann. On principle, I would call you and like pretend to be from Wim Radio. Like, ha you're on the show, Primus, let's talk. And like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> but I'm on Win Radio, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we can't call Ann, she is traveling. Uh-oh, his wife talked him into it. Hangs hen? What? Do I get ashamed to be calling? It's hangsheed. It's a Scottish that- word. Funny that Josh puts the mix a lot because I saw a comic uh, today in the paper that said that the o- most honest men of the of all time, and it had like Lincoln and Washington, and then Sir Mix a lot, and it was the I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at it because it was stupid, but it's the small things. Well, okay, so I was bought the Clary jersey for for love. His wife talked him into it, so that's. Acceptable, I guess. Oh, I thought his wife was not... calling. That's what I thought too. I thought, oh, yeah. what he had to, his wife had to say, no, just call, dipshit. Oh, almost it. Oh, I don't know if I'd buy the jersey of somebody that my wife specifically told me to buy. 
Like, are you pretending I'm him now? <laughs> hey, well, at least you didn't buy a Smith jersey by choice, so. That would be pretty dumb. Yeah. I have actually only ever owned two actual, like two named Red Wing jerseys, and one was Iverman, and the other, uh, Datsuk. Ah, that's acceptable. So I have a Shanahan, a Chelios, and a Datsuk, and... That's just there's an Iserman and a Fedorov. I have a white Iserman, a white Fedorov, a red Smith, and a Winter Classic Cronwall. And my friend sent me a, a jersey with my last name on it for my 29th birthday that had 29 on it, and I didn't have the heart to tell him that was Jason Williams' number, and I was never going to wear that jersey in public. <laughs> it, it, it'd be way cooler if it said JJ from Kansas on the back instead. I would take a JJ from Kansas jersey if anybody wants to buy me one. Of course, number sixty nine. Sixty nine. It's hilarious. No, not sixty nine. I'd be like any other number there. I don't care. You could pick it. But if you're buying me a jersey, I don't care. Get like number seventy three. Nobody like nobody good is seventy three. Stupid. <laughs> Four twenty. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> or we could do uh, Stanley Cup of Chowder actually created custom Stanley Cup of Chowder jerseys that they're all buying so we're going to make a win jersey we could be team win yeah that's what we need how are you going to how are you going to get a gift on a jersey though <laughs> <laughs> You are the gift. You just have to like constantly do the same thing over and over. Yeah. I'm seriously thinking about buying a USA Howard jersey, even with the the stupid fake lace up thing. Just have some installed on there. So fix what they messed up. Just put some actual draw up strings on there. I wonder if you could just like peel the shiny stuff off. <laughs> it looks oh, like it. Just, so it's just gone. Hi, Lola. Hi, I don't know. Oh, we have a caller. Hey, Lola. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. She can you guys hear in. me at all? I. We can hear you yeah, loud and clear. <laughs> okay, that's you, you sound equally as clear as everyone else, as if you're on the show. Okay, yeah. fantastic, because I can't hear myself, and um, I don't know necessarily what I'm doing. You're talking to us. Well, live. yeah, obviously. So you, you fit in already. Yeah. I've I've got the awkward pause down really good. So. <laughs> well, you'll be a regular in about two weeks at this point. <laughs> uh, are your refrigerators running? No, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. me. Yes. Yeah, My I refrigerator don't. Refrigerator is large and black, and I call him Perry. What jerseys do you own, Lola? Um, actually I have a Draper jersey and an Osgood jersey that are in, Yeah, um I don't buy a lot of new jerseys. And the Draper jersey actually I bought it because it was a dollar. And I thought <laughs> the, the poetry of it was too much. I couldn't not buy it. 
So, and then the Osgood jersey, I think that's the one I wore to the first game I ever went to, and it was, but it melted. I have a little bit of humidity. I basically live in a reclaimed swampland, and the paper <laughs> melted to my wall. <laughs> so behind my bed now, I have Chris Osgood's name and number kind of half melted to my wall <laughs> backwards. So I don't get to wear that one all that often anymore. But, there are so many five-hole jokes to make there. Yeah. Yeah, there probably are. <laughs> I, it's gentlemanly of you to refrain there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all thinking it. It's okay. I roll with the punches. So, a lot of How people... You... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'm You're the guest. A lot Close of yours. people seemed really, really, really angry about Dan Cleary today. And in a way that, like, I get being not happy that it happened, but, like, a lot of people wanted to light Dan Cleary on fire. And I guess I'm a little bit surprised. Every time people get really, really angry at one player for, like, one thing, like, the the apparent Brunner heel turn, like, oh, stupid shit bum, he's asking for a bajillion dollars and he was lame and we hate him now. I don't get that. But there were there were a couple people are, but it I my fault is I always see the best in people and then they come out and they're like, He's useless, throw him in the garbage can And then they then they keep saying that, even if you try and reason with them. And I'm not very good at at rolling with that, I guess. I think the problem is just kind of how the internet works. Is like you can't feel just kind of okay about it, or you can't just feel kind of like worried about it. You have to, you have to be the angriest you've ever been about everything all the time. Yeah. And so I've, I've spent kind of all day reading into that, and just now I want Dan Clary to be the. I mean, I of course wanted Dan Clary to succeed anyway. But I want him to be like the best Red Wing ever. Now I want him to win the Hart Trophy. Scored twenty five goals this year because he followed his heart. Ah, that really was sweet. Like I can't believe that a guy said that seriously. Yeah, and I I, t- I totally believe it coming from him. It's something. There are players where I would maybe think if they said it, like you know, okay, yeah, sure, but. It really does seem sincere, and I guess, you know, that is admirable, but it's it's an interesting situation cap-wise and roster-wise and in a lot of ways. This really didn't well, add. Yeah, I, but. I agree that just the ab- abject anger, and it really it's, it's kind of misplaced anyway because it's not like Dan Cleary wasn't going to sign. I mean, he, be, he practically begged to come back to, to Detroit. I mean, he walked away from three years, $8.25 million, to get one year, $1.75. So, I mean, really, you, you got to be angry at Ken Holland. Not If, if you're going to be mad about something, if you want to send, send somebody on fire, you've got to set Ken Holland on fire. And, and if you want to set him on fire for something, to me, it's like all these dominoes that – in my mind, it all goes back to the Samuelson deal last year, which didn't seem at the time to be, like, all that terrible. There are a couple of axes of terribleness that you can look at. And, like, okay, on term, 
eh, kind of not so good. Money, eh, kind of not so good. Way not so good with the no trade. But, I don't know. I Now that I'm putting it this way, it seems more terrible than I would <laughs> But I want to run with the axes of terribleness, though. I yeah, like that. Smells like a post idea. We couldn't have known that it was that he was gonna, you know, that his boobs were gonna fall off or whatever. But um, <laughs> I that that deal for me just seems to be like that's that's just handcuffing management in a lot of ways as far as ways that we could get out of this cap and roster related clusterfuck. I would say there was a discussion earlier this week or maybe late last week about how the Red Wings should have bought the bullet and just tried to buy out Samuelson anyway, tried to call him healthy and then use the compliance buyout during the window and then dealt with the fight that would have caused. And, I mean, I see the the concept because if they would have won, they would have gotten – and they'd be in a lot better shape right now. But if they would have lost, you know, it would have been really no harm, no foul because it's – I mean, the the commissioners could hurt the the wings for for trying to buy out an injured player, but I I kind of disagree that it that it would really would be no harm no foul. I think the the publicity of we tried to buy out a guy that's hurt looks really really shitty, and it's going to make players not ever if you ever want to sign a free agent again, doing that to a guy. I mean, even Michael Samuelson isn't isn't a good way to go about it. Yeah, like it's not like you know he only had one thing wrong with him too. You know it was. I don't know if he's held together with scotch tape at this point or not, but we really don't have a good picture of his health at all. So even if he's on the healthier side, that's. I guess there's a lot of. It's open to interpretation, and I don't know. It it would have been bad, and I agree that that. Trying to go forward with that bio, probably, I don't think it would work either. It's like 30 seconds of silence. We're just seeing how long we can go sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I like to mute my mic just to see if I feel... Oh, there's a big-ass fight in this football game. It's the most exciting thing that's happened in 59 minutes and 22 seconds is this scrum. I, I agree, by the way, know. completely. It's, I mean, Samuelson's Samuelson, like the epitome of the bad deals that the Red Wings have handed out that got them into this situation because Bertuzzi was already a Red Wing, so, okay, yeah, they re-signed him, and his cap hit is... It's manageable. No, it's a, there's a no. It's a no trade, right? With Bertuzzi, not a no movement. No, modified no trade. Right, right. So it's modified no trade. Not bad. You know, he had been around for a few years. You're kind of rewarding him for being around. Samuelson had been gone. He was useless. He was out. And then they signed him for more money to come back when they were courting these other players that they were trying to get. And you know, you're going for Ryan Suter and possibly. Parise because you needed to get him in with Suter and you sign Samuelson and Jordan Tutu. It's like, yeah, just why don't you just give up? We don't need those players. So 
Yeah, and Samuelson and Bertuzzi, even though they don't exactly play the same role, I, it just, they feel like interchangeable parts in my mind in some respects. And I think that's primarily because of their respective health problems at this point and being older than dirt in some respects. You know, they're not, they're not producing like they did at their offensive pinnacle anymore. And they can maybe make a little bit of room, but maybe they're a little fragile. I don't know. Yes, Bertuzzi teaches the younglings. I agree there, Joe Cooper. That and protects the sanctity of the ping pong table. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah, but okay, now we have Bertuzzi teaches the young ones, and then we've got Cleary now also filling that, you know, good locker room guy, work ethic, yada, yada, yada. I believe they called him Glue. The Red Wings are going to be the nicest team in the league. Yeah, yeah. The Red Wings are going to be the nicest team in the league that loses in the first round. Well, not even nice, but character guys. You don't have to be nice to be a character guy. To the Bruins because they're mean and big and bad. (laughs) Bruins will be out by the second round. Oh yeah, they win the cup. They're going to beat the Red Wings in the first round and lose to Ottawa in the second. Nope, the Red Wings will win the division. The Bruins will finish second. I've already decided it. That's how it's going. <laughs> Who is typing loudly or playing oh, the drums? Oh, that, that was me. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know that the comment box existed until people were talking about it, too. So maybe mention that next show. Like, hey, there's there are comments if you only scroll down because I wouldn't have known about that and I wouldn't have let Jen pressure me into calling. <laughs> she does that. She's like the little manipul the little puppet master behind the scenes. Just call in, come on. Except she's a Packers fan, and that's just disappointing. I'm not disappointed in that. No, I'm not either. I'm an NFL agnostic, so... (laughs) I live amongst Bear fans, and I don't like Bears fans, so yeah, Jen's all right. I don't like Bears fans either. Yeah, but you don't have to live amongst them. You live among Patriot fans. Well, I do live amongst Bears fans. They just call them Bruins over here. You're Uh, so dumb. So which is worse between Patriots fans and Bears fans? Because they seem like the most like actual fan Bears fans or Bruins fans. Actual Bears fans. Uh, wow. Uh, actual Bears fans. Very arrogant. Wow, every sports fan is arrogant. I mean, I mean, Bears fans are awesome because you're talking about a group of people that revered a team that was good for one year. And they were like, really they, good that year. They were. They were amazing that year. But that team that team is revered like crazy. And they you know, they went to a Super Bowl since you know, they've been to the Super Bowl since and they lost. And then 
you know, they had this team that was supposed to be so good and they were really never that good. And yet they just, they'll turn on Jay Cutler. Like if Jay Cutler was screaming at his receivers the way uh, Tom Brady was today, it's, the, the talk radio tomorrow would be amazing to listen to because somebody would call in and basically say that Jay Cutler needed to to just to die. They would actually say it. That's how that's how bad it is. Because uh, you know, to be a bear, you have to be tough and stoic and all this kind of crap and blah blah blah. Bears suck. Well, and people calling to talk radio in Chicago are are awful. I remember when we went up to that, for that game and. Right after that, when the Red Wings beat the Blackhawks in overtime off that Pavel Datsuk goal, and somebody was like, "It's because Dan Carcillo wasn't used enough." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they they're they're pretty bad, just in general. Except except during baseball season, because a, a Chicago baseball fan is a it's just a sad person. So we have like five minutes left. Uh, let's do 48 seconds. Let's do predictions from everybody. The biggest story that will happen between now and the next time we do a podcast. When's the next do time we do a podcast? Is? Well, hopefully it'll be next week, but you know how we are. Uh, the <laughs> results of the Alfredson Cleary uh, shirtless wrestling match over number 11. Well, here I got I've got Cleary in a in a cake lock there. You can't pin a zombie. He can pull his hair. Just keep dislocating his own knees, and then he can get him in some kind of weird figure four leg lock or something. <laughs> Jeff, what's going to be the biggest story of the next week? Uh, Thomas Tatar torn ACL. <laughs> getting Getting on the plane to Russia. Tyler, what do you think? Uh, what do I think? Um, Dan Cleary still has not reported to training camp. Even if at that point training camp will be over, it'll still be a story. What do you think, Ola? What do you believe the, the biggest story of the next week? Um, I think that people are still going to be talking about the repercussions of the Cleary deal. Just... Where do we go from here? And I don't think it's going to happen yet. I don't think it's going to happen until there are some preseason games. And that's not for a while, but... Monday. There's there's nothing else to talk about unless someone gets hurt, in which case that will be. I think I'll I'll use a recycled storyline then, and I will say the biggest story of... Next week will be a dirty Brooks Horpik hit in a preseason game. That's a safe bet. Um, I would have gone with dirty Brad Marchand hit in a preseason game. Well, the Bruins fan would say that, so. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Some unexpected Bertuzzi on Bertuzzi violence in Traverse City. Is that really unexpected? Unexpected... It might be in an unusual circumstance, like, I don't know. I feel like Tyler could be, like, a dick on the ice, and Todd would just go up and just punch him from behind, just to put him in his place. Or threaten to tell his mother. <laughs> I bet <laughs> he'd send him to the box. Not someone you want to mess with. 
Just just a hunch. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, I could I could take all my uncles, but there's one that I just wouldn't mess with. Well, my uncle is the lead singer in an Aerosmith cover band. <laughs> so but now I know I could take at least one of Jeff's uncles. <laughs> take that for what you will. He wears blouses, paints his nails, and wears jewelry. Aerosmith, Aerosmith everybody. Go ahead and Google that. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. M-Y-T-H. A-E-R-O-M-Y-T-H. Yes. He's, well, he's the one that looks like Steven Tyler. And sounds terrible, but that's what a great name. I'm going to have Seth on a second uh, biggest story, and it'll be 2-2 gets traded to Edmonton next week. <laughs> for a conditional pick. We could, go with, we could go with Helen St. James reporting a story and then being wrong less than 24 hours later. Because that seems to happen quite a bit. Too, too easy. <laughs> yes, I, I said Helen on purpose. Oh, you're mean. You're so catty. A minute, 40 seconds left. You guys have any final thoughts about anything? Remember when you said that a half hour ago? Yeah. Yeah, and then Lola called, so we had, like, our second wind. Oh, yeah. We've been scheduling these for 90 minutes. We normally only go, like, 60, so... But, like, 32 minutes is dead air, so... Yeah, we really hurry straight late. That's... I get to, I get to hang out... Exaggeration. I get to hang out with uh, Lola and, and company on Sunday, so my final Saint thought Andy's is... Call? That's yeah. Be, yeah, a fun time will be had by all, I'm sure. It'll be a riot. Well, I'll get to hang out with you guys January 1st, right? Maybe. I hope so. No, there's no lockout this year, so. It could get rained out still, though. Oh, I'll be, I'll be home for like ten days, so. Thirty seconds. Yeah, but if, if the Winter Classic doesn't happen, we're not hanging out with you, Jeff. <laughs> that's the only way that's happening. <laughs> Didn't you well, have underpants on your head the last time we were all hanging out? Well, looks like we're running out of time, everybody. <laughs> it's like the Oscars. The music starts and it's over. Get uh, off the stage. Ten seconds. Uh, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. We can get Motown Radio. Good night.